Welcome to today's podcast, Hello Moversations. Keeping it real. Welcome back to Hello Moversations. I'm your host, Olia Rosales Salinas, Managing Editor for SFBAM. We're joined now by Michelle Wing, Sisimo Capone, and our special guest, Attorney at Law, Liku Amadi. Ladies, let's start by introducing ourselves. Michelle Wynn, you've been my co-host now a few times and you've been a contributing writer um, for many, many years. Please tell us about yourself and the business you started and currently run. Sure, so hi, I'm Michelle. I'm kind of the SF BAM yoga queen at this point. Um, I'm author of Kid Moves, so I wrote a series of books for early readers. Uh, and I'm the founder of It's Yoga Kids. So I train anyone who lives and works with kids in my original fun and scientific system so that you can manage your stress and be the star that you are. I love that. And how long have you been writing for SFBAM? Oh, I don't know, a few years, pre-pandemic, right? Right on the edge there, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think you've been my co-host now I don't know, five of the 10 shows we've had. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, See, Simone, you're also joining us today. Tell us about your brand, when you started it, um, and how it's going. Uh, it's always fun to come back on here with you, Olga. Uh, my <laughs> name is Simone. I'm the founder and CEO of Clean Crew. Uh, that's a wellness brand that I run. And we create science-backed cannabinoid products for people's health and wellness. Um, it helps myself, for sure, uh, managing my sleep, my stress, and my anxiety, and different pain that you get as you get older. <laughs> um, uh, I think I've been... Yeah, I think I've been a contributor for probably five plus years now for SFM. It's been a long time. Um, and you've joined us on Hello Conversations now three episodes, I think. Yeah, maybe? I believe this is like my third episode. Yeah. So I feel like we're all just, uh, we're the founding base then. I feel like for Hello Conversations. Um, so I think it's cool that we're all on here because we all have our brands. We all have our businesses. We're joined today by a lawyer who's going to help you, the mom out there listening, who's curious about starting uh, your own business this year as a mompreneur, and you're curious about what that looks like. Maybe you've done a few Google searches, and maybe we even popped up uh, for this episode on starting your business today. So I'm very excited to introduce uh, attorney at law, California attorney at law, Liku Amadi. She's, like I said, a California licensed business attorney. Liku works with online service providers to establish a solid legal foundation for businesses, contracts, trademarks, and strategies for legal protection. Liku makes it a point to educate her clients on the what and why behind legal services to empower them to make legally informed business decisions so that they can protect their business and finally make more money. Liku is a proud boy mom. Hey, girl, me too. And supporter of Black women. Thank you so much for being here, Liku. Um, tell us about um, what life is like as an attorney helping moms start businesses. Man, it's amazing. It okay. is. <laughs> and thank you for having me. Um, it's very fulfilling to be able to work with who I want how I want, um, all on my terms. So I started off in corporate. Um, I was working for two law firms and literally the week the pandemic hit, I got what I thought was my dream job, big law, big office, nice window, you know, all of that good pay. And the governor was like, all right, everybody pack it up, working from home, you know, pandemic. And so I 
quickly realized that, you know, even though I thought this was my dream job, the quality of life that I had um, was suffering. And the pandemic just like times 10 that and really made me realize that I want to be a lawyer on my own terms. Um, It's not worth the corporate politics, especially as a Black woman, as a woman who wants to have kids in the future. Uh, And so I decided to go out on my own. And after I made that decision, I was still with the firm um, five to six more months. And I found out I was pregnant two months before I was supposed to leave. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. That just, uh, it really solidified my decision to go out on my own and start my own business and, you know, work with business owners who are trying to do the same thing that I did. So it's been amazing thus far. Well, we're very excited to have you here. Um, I know that motherhood um, presents its challenges on its own, right? There's a lot of things that we face as moms um, that maybe we don't talk enough about. Um, but I, I wanted to talk specifically about what it means uh, to start a business as a mom. Um, I was hoping that maybe you could share maybe something even anecdotal from your life or a client of yours um, who's experienced just that as a mom. What does it look like when you're maybe have this dream of starting a business? Like, what are some of the logistics you have to deal with? Um, Jesus, time. As a recovering perfectionist, that's what I call myself. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, flexibility with time, not having things so just structured and solid. Like, I... I always said I never wanted to start my own business, never would go out on my own. And I think the timing that I did and the timing I got pregnant was just so in alignment because it's taught me so much about myself and how to be flexible and patient with myself as a mother to have to adjust, you know, so quickly or like listen to my body and I apply the same things in business. And so just structuring a a schedule where I can Structuring my business around the quality of life that I want um, is is like the backbone of how I run my law firm. It dictates how many calls I take, when I take them, um, on what days, how my husband and I work together. And I'm very fortunate to have his support because I know not all moms have that when they try to go out on their own. They don't have that partner. Um, And so that like logistically, that's been probably the biggest thing is just learning how to be flexible and patient. Right. And I feel like when people start their own business, they kind of commit to just doing it 24 seven, at least for the first couple of years until you can manage to work around a schedule, especially if you don't have that partner at home. Um, ladies, can you, can you speak to that? Um, especially, I'm not especially Michelle, um, you when you started It's Yoga Kids so long ago, did you experience that working 24-7 schedule right right, right away at first? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I really can identify with what uh, Lee Koo is just sharing. I was also at corporate, so I was at Microsoft and enterprise sales, like really burning it in the early 2000s. And I became a mother um, for the first time and kind of planned my exit, which took me three years. And then I had my second child. um, And that's when I really launched It's Yoga Kids. 
And I will say coming off of that, I think the time is different now. I think now if I were to start over, I would start very mindfully about how to section my time exactly like Liku was saying, because you, that is your greatest asset, your time and your attention. And so early on, and because I was a period in the period of the dot com boom situation, I, it was a burn it cycle. That's just what it was. I just don't think that's what it needs to be. And I think that we have an opportunity to choose consciously what it is going to be. So, so yes and no. How's that for an yes. answer? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, I do appreciate that because you do, there are some big moments. Like when you first open a door somewhere, you have to be there and you're the one that cares the most. So I think it's fair to prepare yourself for that 24 seven, even if it's, you're not planning the three years, but the first, the first go, yeah. you, you know, here, here's how I look at it. Actually, I, I really look at starting your business is exactly like having a baby. So that first year that you're pregnant, you're so excited for this baby, okay? And that is relative to your business as well. You are so fired up. You're planning, you got all the stuff, you're putting it all together. Year one is fabulous. Then year two comes and just like your toddler turns around and starts hitting you, you're like, WTF, <laughs> what is going on here, right? And so I really believe that year two of the business is just like year two of motherhood, which is like what is happening right now. I'm having, I'm in this massive, you know, tantrum cycle and everything else. And then by the time you get your fabulous three-year-old... <laughs> everything is good again, right? If you can make it through those terrible twos. So for me, it's a huge parallel uh, to motherhood and and, um, mompreneurship is that three-year cycle. What about you, Simone? What was your experience when you first started? I I agree with everything Michelle just said. Like uh, my year two is chaos and I'm dying over it. But year one was like... uh, so great, right? New baby, new routine, uh, new setup, new launch, new showing off to people and letting people know what you're doing. And then everything gets real in year two of like problems, issues that start to arise. Uh, for me, because I'm creating actual products, I have to deal with supply chain issues. Um, you know, and pandemic hasn't been that great to our industry in hemp and cannabis. And so dealing with that, and like Michelle said, it's the right balance, right time and attention, you know, if I could go back just a few more months, I would do a little bit better in time management and balancing and uh, how I curate my time for parenting, business, and just life in general. And let me just say that you have a wellness, you call it a wellness brand, but I I only got through the pandemic because of CBD products because <laughs> it helps so much with anxiety, you know? Um, so yeah. there was definitely a demand for your business. Yeah. Um, okay. So once we've got that, we got our business up and going and uh, we're in the terrible twos or maybe just out of them. Liku, what do you think is the best advice you could give us about when to actually get a lawyer? When should we be talking to a lawyer? When, um, when do we think about um, the lawyer fees and, and, and a saving for that investment? Because it is an investment um, to to plan on your legal strategy. So can you speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, definitely. And first, um, you know, protection is key. So I am a licensed attorney. However, this is not legal advice. If you need legal advice, you need to contact an attorney and contract with them. This is legal information for educational purposes only. So um, starting out, like I always tell business owners, like legal is in every step of your business to starting, hiring, running a website or social media, like it's all up and through there. So as to when you should talk to the lawyer, of course, as a lawyer, my recommendation is out the gate, right? <laughs> like before. Um, and I really think uh, depending, like, for example, if I was starting a business knitting sweaters, right? Not a lot of risk there. Somebody's going to buy them. Like it's all good. But if I was in the cannabis industry, for example, like I, I would definitely want to talk to a lawyer even more because there's a, a whole lot of risk and regulation associated with that. So I think the type of business that you're starting and where you plan to go with it, um, uh, th those really matter as to when you should really be talking to an attorney. And once you, you know, start things up, you're making sales, like you have a presence online or in your neighborhood or wherever that is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you should just be checking in with an attorney. So attorneys are expensive for sure. Like that's what we see on TV and what else? What we also see on TV is like talking to an attorney is usually associated with some type of trouble, whether it's like criminal trouble or you got the white collar crimes and everybody going into court with their briefcase. It's not really associated <laughs> with, you know, this is the good part of the law or this is how you can leverage it if you understand it and how you can make more money, which is what I try to teach people. And so I think just checking in with a lawyer, like you don't have to have them on retainer. You don't have to, you know, uh, buy a huge package like to get everything in your business done at one time. But just checking in like, hey, you know, I started making some serious sales. Is there anything I should be considering here? Right. That might be 30, a 30 minute conversation. Um or, hey, I'm thinking of adding an additional stream of income to my business. Like, how can I do that? And do I need to take any additional steps? Is there other compliance? Like, what do I need to do to keep my LLC up to date so it's not suspended by the state, right? So just, I think, checking in should be uh, a regular practice, like not someone that you have to have on retainer, pay full time, but even just a phone call or a text message or two is the best route to go. I love that advice. So when I started a, a nonprofit in 2019, um, we were just like uh, using the um, using someone else's 501c3. And when we raised enough money to um, to start our own, to file a 501c3, everyone told me to just do it on LegalZoom.com <laughs> or any one of those brands, you know, not necessarily giving them a shout out, but um one of those websites where you could just like build these things on your uh, on your own and i have zero legal experience i have i don't know any lawyers you know besides you i just met you today um so i decided that i wanted more peace of mind mm -hmm. right and i decided that i wanted to feel secure about the way that i filed um especially with the 501c3 there's so much that goes into it um there's just like a whole process to even file. So um, I fundraised 
for the lawyer. <laughs> um, and I feel like if you're starting a business and you're going to friends and family for your seed money, that should be part of it. Um, if you don't want to go out of pocket for it, your friends and family understand the importance of having an attorney and the importance of filing your paperwork um, properly. So um, don't be too proud to ask them for help with the lawyer fees. I think it's it's super important. And I sleep well at night knowing our paperwork is filed properly. Um, we're officially a 501c3, and this tax year will be uh, clean, nice and solid because we have this lawyer backing us up. So um, thank you so much for that. We're going to take a quick break um, for our sponsors, and um, we'll be right back with Hella Conversations, keeping it real right here at SFM, San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Don't miss our all-new party guide for our top picks and resources on making the most out of your celebrations for any occasion. From party venues to caterers to DJs to decor, we've got you covered on SanFranciscoMoms.com. My name is Liku Amadi, founder and attorney of Anasa Law Firm, where I work with online service providers to help them establish a solid legal foundation for business. You can find me at anasalawfirm.com. That's A-N-A-S-A lawfirm.com. Welcome back to Helen Conversations. I'm your host, Olga Rosales-Salinas, Managing Editor for SFBAM. As always, keeping it real. So excited about today's show. We're in the middle of it. We're talking about running a business, running a home as a mom, mompreneurship specifically. We are joined today by attorney at law, Liku Amadi, and she's got something very special for this segment of the show. She's going to give us top 10 tips and advice on how to do this. If you don't have a business yet, but you're thinking about it in 2023, this is a part of the show where you need your notepad, get some pencil and paper, or God, that's so old school of me. You can always just record this on your phone and keep it. Or you can look at this, um, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'll have this listed in the show description as well. So Amadi, give it a, I'm going to give you the floor here. Give us the top 10 tips and advice you have for moms thinking about starting their own business. Yeah. And for context, um, I only have one child. Um, I'm at home full time and he is now 16 months. I started when I was three months pregnant. Oh Lord, it's been a long time. So here are my 10 tips from my experience thus far. Number one, um, be patient. It's a learning process, building a business and raising the child and being a mom. So patience is super key. Um, number two, do it ugly, which is something I really learned more so in business. Like it doesn't have to be perfect to go out there or be launched. Just getting it done takes you so much further and then the improvements and refinements can come. Number three, ask for help. My goodness, as a recovering perfectionist, this has been um, a struggle for me, but I can't make it as a mom, you know, as a someone who's leading my household, as a business owner, without help from my husband, my siblings, uh, mom, fortunately, thank God, who doesn't live too far from me uh, when it comes to being hands-on and running the business and raising the child. Um, 
leaning on your village. And when I say village, more so I just mean that people that you're close to, that could be family, that could be friends. Um, number five is finding your village as well. I am the first of like all of my friends and cousins, my age to have a child and put COVID on top of that. Um, the isolation was real for me. So in the online space, I had to find a lot of communities of, you know, first time moms, um, moms running businesses to just make sure that, um, you know, I didn't feel alone. So finding your particular village is super important. Um, <clears throat> number six is taking time for yourself and doing so intentionally. I live by my calendar. So whether that looks like a massage or taking a walk outside for some fresh air, um, a weekend away, right, to do like some business planning, just making sure that you can be by yourself and have that time dedicated to you because we're so spread out with the child and taking care of the household and everyone else but us. Number seven, um, is building your relationship. So uh, particularly with your partner, my husband and I like continue to tell each other, like, you know, we can't be good parents if we don't have a solid marriage. Like it comes from us first. And so making sure we have a solid foundation, we spend time for dates and checking in with each other is super important for me. Um, number eight is have fun with all of it, right? What's the point in going out and doing something on our own? Like if we're just going to be miserable, like the way I was in corporate, right? Trying to follow all these rules and being a certain way, especially for me as a Black woman, like the stereotypes that are stacked against me um, was something that was hurting my quality of life. So I am my full 100% self and I have fun with it when I'm running my business and being a mom. I laugh at my kid all the time. Um, number nine is deciding what you want that, you know, work and business life to look like. Um, it truly starts to merge as a mompreneur from my experience. And so defining like what we want that to be, especially if we plan to have more children or start more businesses and, you know, do other endeavors, I think is super important just to have guidelines in place, even if they change. And then last but not least, celebrate yourself, uh, which is also something that I've had to learn. There are so many milestones that just pass us up. My son turned one and everybody was like, oh my God, happy birthday, I didn't say happy birthday, happy birthday. I'm like, I pushed him out. I carried him, you know? <laughs> what about me? Like, what, I breastfed my whole body. Like, you know, it's just all this stuff that that we have to do. And I think all of those things are worth celebrating. And same thing in business, like when you make your first hundred dollars, your first thousand dollars, when you start to get referrals and, you know, you really start to get the swing of how you want your business to run, like all of that is worth celebrating. It's not just the big milestones or reaching goals that, you know, you wanted to reach. So those are my top 10. Those are fabulous. So I, I really love your number nine, especially because it's so important to know your goal, right? And to know your focus. I read it in your bio, um, I think earlier that you focus on supporting Black women. Um, is this is this how you like uh, keep the passion alive for um, your, when you're having a hard day at work, you know, like I'm helping a community that I, that I know personally and like I'm helping this, this group of people, like how, how did you, um, how would you translate that same 
I guess, ambition for other people that are they're thinking about starting their own uh, businesses? Yeah, I, I, I think I understand your question. And like I support Black women, not just as an attorney, because I, I serve everyone, but I, it's it's very important to me that I support not only Black women business owners, but other Black moms, just whether they're friends, colleagues, people I network with. Because when I was in corporate, I felt so isolated. I was usually the only Black person in law school. There wasn't too many of us. And as we can both, we can all probably attest to like community is important. And so to not have that really impacted my quality of life to the extent that when I was at my first law firm, I started an organization for Black women, career professionals, and entrepreneurs just so we could be in the same space. We can talk about our professional experiences, but also just bask in the fact that we're in the same space. And I think that's super important. And so I would, that's part of me also having fun and staying true to myself, bringing my full personality and whatnot to the table. I'm not afraid to say that on LinkedIn or, you know, on a podcast or when I'm talking to people. And I think everyone else should be just as unapologetic because if something is important to you, whether it's your culture, ethnicities, the causes that you support, then that should, you know, that that should be put on blast so people know exactly who you are and who they're working with. I love that so much. I appreciate everything uh, you're saying. I feel like you're number six, finding a village. If you're a mom listening right now, this is a village. <laughs> Join us, San Francisco Bay Area moms. Listen to this podcast. There are moms in our community who do knit sweaters and who have started businesses. Go ahead, buy their sweaters. Every time that you have a friend uh, who is looking for a community or you yourself are looking, um, this is it. San Francisco Barrier Moms, SanFranciscoMoms.com. All of our socials are the same handle. Um, We'll be right back. This will be our last and final break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the struggle, momhood, mom life and mompreneur life and also running a home and just general life stuff. So we'll be talking about those challenges and we'll be hearing from everybody on the show today. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Since 2019, the six daughters of Abel and Maria Rosales have made it their mission to pay it forward and make the road to college that much easier for underserved communities. Join that effort. Visit rsscholarship.com for more information. For upcoming events, auctions, comedy shows, and so much more, go to rsscholarship.com. You can also donate directly to rsscholarship.com slash donate. That's rsscholarship.com slash donate. Search for us at Insta, Facebook, or Twitter. That's rsscholarship.com. Welcome back to Hello Conversations, keeping it real with San Francisco Bay Area Moms. I'm your host, Olga Rosales Salinas, Managing Editor of San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Thank you so much for joining us today on the 10th episode of Hello Conversations. We're having a great time on this episode about mompreneurship and starting your own business. We're joined today by lawyer, California attorney at law, Liku Amadi. She just gave us a really cool list, top 10 tips and advice about not legal advice, but <laughs> advice about how to start a business and, um, and and really get your mind around your dream of 2023, which is to start a business. So 
thank you again for joining us. I wanted to talk now and spend this segment of the show to talk about what the real uh, issues are or obstacles that we face as moms um, of boys and girls uh, to to start a business and also what we should um, what we should consider uh, about what our challenges might be. Um, Sisamon, you want to start off? Uh, give us a, a little bit about what you had to face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I chose to build a business in a very controversial industry, <laughs> in the hemp and cannabis industry. Although hemp uh, is legal federally, cannabis is still not legal uh, federally, and so there's issues there. I feel like my biggest issue was fear of judgment. I would say, um, and what everyone society's expectation of a mother is, uh, and they expect us to, you know, build businesses more so for like clothing, knitting our hobbies and selling on Etsy and things like that. And the fact that I chose to build uh, a business in the cannabis industry, for me, that was a big challenge. Um, judgment, people's expectations of how I should be as a mother, um, what that would do to my, my children and how they would be perceived and things like that. And for me, I've always put education and transparency at the forefront of my brand and how I approach my children. Um, you can ask my, my kids any question about cannabis and how they'll be able to answer it. Rules and regulations, uh, it's safety, anything around plant medicine, they'll be able to educate. My son even did a presentation on cannabis legalization in middle school so that he can help people understand um, why some people use it, especially mom, use it, you know, for stress, for anxiety, for pain, things like that. And so for me, that was like the biggest challenge I had to, to overcome. Uh, SFBAM supported me in that work and allowing me to create a cannabis series of education and educating other parents and what, you know, it could do for their health and wellness. And it's not just about getting high. <laughs> there are definitely parts <laughs> of the plant where it, it supports um, you know, our basic ailments and needs, especially stress and anxiety for parents. I love that. Um, one of my favorite articles from you was uh, talking about moms and parents really who are in the can of closet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was such an interesting <laughs> way to talk about it. Um, and, and for, you know, I, I never used it rec recreationally, but when COVID hit, my anxiety went through the roof and I, I thought, mm -hmm. um, I got to I got to try something. I remember going to the doctor. For, I thought I was having a heart attack, but it was a panic attack. And I got sent home with Advil. And I thought, that's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not a headache. Um, anyway, I started CBD treatments after that. And, it, you know, it really did get me through some of my tougher days. So I commend your work. I feel like um, you as a mom, as a single mom, uh, doing this work is, is really um, – speaks to the power of entrepreneurship and the confidence that it can give us um, to build and create community. And so kudos mm -hmm. to you, my friend. Um, <laughs> Michelle, you want to share your, um, your struggles? Well, I've been, been in business for a very long time, so I would not be able to count all of the struggles for you. So, um, you know, I mean, I started in 2005, so I've been through the 2008 crisis. I've been through the uh, COVID crisis now. Um, I, I really think that every struggle can be simply met with, um, first of all, regulating yourself. So you're talking about one way to regulate. I teach another way of regulating. 
Um, and I teach the way of regulating through breath work and through movement, uh, through stillness. Uh, and I think that those are really, really important skills because they're self-reliant. So um, I know that I can always call on those if I've built those muscles and I have those habits in my life. I know that I can pretty much handle anything that comes my way. And so that's really what I think is is just knowing that you have the wherewithal or the confidence and the resilience to actually move through any challenge that comes your way. And that could be defined in so many different ways. So I don't know if that's exactly what you're looking for, but I mean, the the struggles are real and the regulating is real. So uh, that's, that's how I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. And it's consistent, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't go six months completely regulating and then decide not to do it for a month. Yeah, a, this is this is a day-to-day, a- <laughs> this is a moment-to-moment activity, right? <laughs> and the fact that you have done it so long really speaks to um, how, how, how good you are at your practice um, and how many families you've helped, I think is also really commendable. Um, so thank you for, again for joining us today for being part of this. Yeah. The um, kids are not okay. And they definitely, neither are the adults. We all need help. So yeah, we all need help. We all need yeah. to um, constantly be working on it as well. Um, finally, uh, do you want to close us out um, Liku and talk to us about maybe your personal challenges with motherhood and um, starting your own business? Yeah. Um, I think putting yourself first, honestly, like that's, a cha- that's that was a challenge for me in both spaces. Um, again, like using your just body and energy to raise a child and your time and energy to run a household and then also run a business and serve clients. Like what I've learned is I have to put myself before, you know, all of those roles and responsibilities. Otherwise, I can't execute them to my best ability. So not just taking any client just because they want to pay me. But, you know, is this the right client to work with? Does it align with the whole quality of life that I want designed for myself? Is it going to be too much extra time or stress? And, you know, looking at personal commitments and finding space like, okay, Where do I need time for myself first in order to handle this? Do I have the bandwidth to talk to a friend about what they're going through? Like just putting myself first has definitely been something that I've had to learn and it's been a struggle learning. And I actually think motherhood and entrepreneurship um, has made that easier because I have to implement it so much. So that is my uh, contribution (laughs) to this question. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being here for sharing. And 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 to this to this topic, I'll just add that um, something you said earlier, which is know your strengths. Um, I uh, am not a Type A. I think I've said that on this show a lot of times. <laughs> um, I lean on and I find uh, people in my community who can help me with scheduling and who can help me um, with organization skills. I'm a creative and I can dream big all day. But when it comes down to the logistics of like 
planning and all of that. That's just not a strength that I have. And when I started the nonprofit, I was really excited about having a board because now I'm just surrounded by really smart folks who uh, plan really well and who execute really well. And I lean on their strengths so much. And so if you know that that's not a strength of yours um, and you and it's a strength that you're going to need in business to organize well and to plan well and to have really be really good on a calendar, um, Look for your people, man. They're out there. They exist. Reach out to communities like ours, San Francisco Bay Area Moms, and listen to podcasts like this, Hella Momversations. Our show appears once a month on all of your favorite platforms. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies, for being here today. I'm going to wrap up and just say that if you're a mom and you're thinking about your 2023 goals, um, not specifically uh, New Year's resolutions, but the goal of starting your business this year, we are here for to support you and we encourage you to do it and to live out your dreams. No one's going to do it for you, um, but it is so worth it when you do. Thank you for joining us. Uh, all the notes that we got from our attorney at law today will be at the bottom of this podcast. So um, come back and, and see us again next month. Thank you for being here. Hello, Momversations. I'm your host, Olga Rosales-Salinas, keeping it real with San Francisco Bay Area Moms or SF Fam. Thank you all. Bye.